Hi, it's Mark Sisson. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver a variety of fresh content to help you live awesome. Enjoy the show. Engage with us online at marksdailyapple.com and on social media, and send your questions to info at primalblueprint.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Primal Blueprint Podcast. Today's guest is Alicia Luciani. She is a functional health coach and completed her master's degree in kinesiology, exercise sciences at the University of Toronto, but recently completed an intensive 12-month health coaching training certification at the Cresser Institute. Welcome to the show. Hi, Al. I am so excited and delighted to be here today. You know, we're going to talk about something we actually haven't really done a show specifically on this before in all of these, you know, 500 plus episodes, which is really, I mean, it's been mentioned, but let's talk about burnout because you had a soul eroding burnout situation in 2017 that really led you down this path. So let's just talk about your health journey first and then how that prompted you to fix it and now help others. Yeah. Um, back in 2017, uh, I was in my mid to late twenties and, I was just finishing up my master's and started to, things just started to happen for me. I co-founded a not-for-profit kids soccer and life skills organization. I co-founded a tech startup. I was coaching girls soccer like four to five days a week and had an active social life. And even as I run through this list of things I was doing. I'm just like, oh my gosh, that was so overwhelming. And and that's what it was. I completely exhausted myself. I burned the candle at both ends. I took on way too much um, because I initially I was motivated and excited to do it all. But what ended up happening is I kind of just put my myself on the back burner, my self-care, my needs. Um, in, in this hustle, in this pursuit of like being such a go-getter and getting so much done every day. And so I ended up getting really anxious and I started to have panic attacks. And I remember one of the panic attacks was um, at a, I was, I was coaching soccer. I was hosting this tryout for like under nine kids. There was like a hundred of them and there was one of me and <laughs> I was just so overwhelmed and I don't know how I made it through this tryout, um, through this panic attack I was having somehow, you know, I survived it because we all do, but that was such a wake up call for me and realizing like, I can't live this way anymore. And at the same time, I started having a lot of, um, pelvic health issues. I had six months of a skipped menstrual cycle, like hadn't had my period in six months. And I really started to look within and say, uh, something has to change here. I cannot continue like this. I feel so down. I, um, my, my sense of self self-worth is really declining. And so that was sort of my 2017 burnout story that led to me kind of craw- crawling my way out of it. You know, I'm glad you brought up the pelvic issues because, you know, for every woman listening and even guys, uh, if something's wrong down there, it's something's wrong with your health. Okay. So every woman should be having regular, normal menstrual periods and men should be waking up with erections every morning and (laughs) 
uh, that's how it should be. So if it's off and you might be like, oh, it's great. I didn't get my period for three months. Eh, no, that's something to look into. And of course, if it's the opposite, I mean, I remember I had issues, of course, hypothyroidism induced uh, gynecological issues back then, which, you know, were solved by fixing my thyroid. But there was another time where after I had fixed my thyroid and everything was fine, I was going through a very stressful couple of days uh, and just high anxiety, not a lot of sleep. And I had breakthrough bleeding because the surgence of cortisol, you know, can F up estrogen, progesterone and everything else. So even a very stressful event yeah. can throw off this delicate balance. But um, so, okay. So you're, you know, you're at rock bottom and you're like, oh my God, what other kind of symptoms were going on? I mean, how, what else was going on in your life? I mean, we say burnout and you talked about a couple of the symptoms, but what else was happening? For sure. Yeah. So in terms of at, in, in work settings, I felt so incompetent. I just felt like I wasn't being productive. I felt like I was just ineffective, um, starting to feel really cynical about my, my full-time job. Like, um, is this really what I want to do? Is this really lighting me up anymore? Really questioning what I was doing. Um, and kind of flip-flopping a lot. Um, I also just started to feel like disconnected from friends and family, almost like I would withdraw from the people I loved because mm -hmm. I was just so stuck in my head and in my own world and even didn't even have the capacity to want to be social anymore. Um, and yeah, just wasn't really finding joy in my everyday life. That makes total sense. And by the way, you know, those are symptoms that people, it's hard to recognize that you kind of, I've been, I've been there too. I actually had it when I was hyperthyroid at one point mm -hmm. um, where I felt like I just wanted to be away from everybody and I just was retreating mm -hmm. and those are important symptoms, right? And they really are a factor in how our neurotransmitters work and everything that's going on in our body. So once you were setting out to go, okay, I've got to fix this. What was the first thing you did? Did you look at nutrition first? Did you go to doctors? I mean, what was your first journey there before you decided to go, Hey, I want to jump into this functional health coaching program. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do want to add in, in terms of the other sort of symptoms I was feeling like anxiety was a big one for me. I had mentioned the panic attacks as well. And even depression, like I needed to, I needed to actually go home and stay with my parents for two weeks and just like stop doing everything. Cause I was just so exhausted mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, so, so it had a huge impact on my mental health. And then in terms of the first thing that I did in order to sort of start to heal and, and target this is um, I was actually seeing a therapist at the time and she, so I guess that would be something I was doing, but she, um, I was so lucky. She kind of knew about the interaction between, um, eating well and biology and cortisol and burnout and anxiety. And so she had recommended that I go see a naturopathic doctor. And so I would say that that was my uh, my first main step into starting to manage and overcome my burnout was seeing this naturopathic doctor who introduced me to this world of food as medicine and eating whole foods and really nourishing your body and nourishing your adrenals and nourishing your gut and really helping that build the foundations for more energy and and less stress and less anxiety. And so that was the foundation of my healing was the nutrition piece. 
And how long uh, from when you were like, okay, I'm going to switch my life up here with my food and nutrition and, you know, nutrient optimization. How long did it take you where you finally felt like, oh, you know what? I'm my old self again. <laughs> I, it was, it was a few months, um, probably about you. Well, I will say there's something to be said for finally taking control of something when everything else feels out of control. And for me, I'm being completely honest when I say that taking control over my diet gave me some immediate relief within the first few weeks. Um, And then really started to incorporate some self-discovery tools and some stress management tools and sort of the, that holistic approach, um, including the nutrition. I would say it took me a few months to really start to, to really get to the point where I was feeling a lot better. Yeah. And sometimes, and and by the way, that's such, that's so not long in the grand scheme of someone's life. You know what I mean? It really isn't, but you do have to, you know, take it head on. And then I'm assuming you chilled out on some of your activities and (laughs) take on too much extra stuff. I mean, how was that? It must've been hard to mitigate because I'm sure you were like the part of you like, oh, I want to do all these things, but knowing that it was going to be harmful. Yes, I really took a step back from so many things I was doing. In fact, I I actually quit one of my soccer coaching jobs, um, which was a part-time job I had. And it was agonizing to make that decision. But, you know, and I, I remember being at my parents' kitchen table, just agonizing over this and bawling my eyes out and just had to make the call, had to quit that job. And I think that really empowered me, um, to learn this really important lesson that you don't need to be like tolerating all of the stress and all of the anxiety that all of the things you take on are bringing to your life. I mean, I was really abandoning myself. And so, um, yes, I, I chilled out in terms of, you know, quitting a few of my commitments, I continue to step back from things now that I think, you know, my, my time here is done. I've served my purpose. I feel whole and complete. Um, and so that was a really great lesson on, on stepping back from roles that sort of no longer align anymore. And then, yeah, I, I wasn't being such a weekend warrior anymore. I didn't feel such stress anymore to like see friends all the time and really started opening up to people about what I was going through so that they could understand, you know, you might not be seeing me as much as I kind of go through this process of, um, you know, trying to overcome what I'm going through. Um, and, and even to this day, like I am so mindful of, of burnout. And so, Sometimes I can get, I can fall into that trap of wanting to take on a lot of things or I'll be invited to play in a lot of soccer leagues. And I'm just like, okay, Alicia, let's take a step back and make sure you have several nights of the week that are clear. And, you know, you're going to have time for yourself and for your partner and for stress management. And so really applying those principles of like chilling out and creating, making, making sure there's always space and time for myself. Um, I've been applying that to my life ever since 2017. You know, I was talking to someone about this the other day, and I'm sure I might've mentioned it on an episode or two, but one of my like pet peeves is when people are like, uh, like, Hey, Alicia, what's going on? Keeping busy. And you're like, why? <laughs> what the fuck? You're like, who? I, I just want to ask the audience, do any of you want to be busy? I mean, isn't that everyone's goal is to not be busy so you can <laughs> do the things you want to do that you love in life. Yes. And yet our society. And then I was talking to someone the other day 
who I was coaching and they're like, I feel guilty because I'm living an easy kind of schedule yeah, yeah. right now. And I feel like I have to justify it. Mm-hmm. Like I have to explain as if it's some bad thing that like I have more freedom. And I'm like, you know what? People have no shame about that. Okay. If you've got time to enjoy your life, like don't worry what, and I I've, I've been up against that too. I think people in creative professions or just in general, that whole term, right? Hey, keep them busy. It's like, <laughs> but we, we really like, it's socially constructed into our psyche that somehow yes. type a yeah. is better. Now people who hear me would know like, okay, she's probably type a, but let me tell you some people I chill out a lot. Like I have a lot of free time. I have a lot of downtime. I make sure that happens with my schedule. In fact, recently had gotten a little bit overloaded. And I remember being like, who the hell could do? And then I was like, oh, that was me. I designed this. <laughs> like I gotta, mm. oh, that was me. I, I designed this schedule. I have to go back and change mm-hmm. my calendar <laughs> links or whatever it is to adjust for this. And um, so it's interesting that we live in a society where somehow that's valued, right? Like the people, it kills me when people are like bragging about like, I only need five hours sleep. And I feel like, well, then you're an idiot. I I, I don't know what to tell you. I like, how, how's that going to work out for you in the mm-hmm. long run? If that's good for you now, that's <laughs> great. But I've not seen many people be able to long-term have, you know, great health with that model. Yeah, I think there's this delusion delusion that we have as a culture that in order to succeed, we have to burn out and we have to power through exhaustion and we have to not sleep. And I experienced that world while while being in the startup world and really like working in co-working spaces where people are just pulling all-nighters all the time and it was a little, it was tricky for me because I think without even knowing I was doing this, I was like tapping into my value of balance and ease and, you know, wanting more freedom. And I found that my behavior started to be a lot different than people who I was working around because I was like, I want my weekends off. I want my nights off. I want to close the door to work at like 6 PM. And so I started integrating all of these little kind of boundaries or rules or whatever you want to call them. And I felt a little bit guilty, like, oh, in comparing myself to people who I was surrounded with, it was like, um, I was like, oh, am I not doing enough? Do I not fit into this culture? Um, and now I kind of reflect on it. I'm like, you know what? I I love the, the word you used, I'll design this. This is me designing what my life is going to look like and be like. And it's just a way more intentional way of living. It's it's a lot less frenetic. It's a lot less frantic. It's, you know, it's just crazy looking back on how my life used to be and how it is now because it's so much more intentional. Like I almost don't want to make more than one weeknight plan in a whole <laughs> in a whole week or one weekend plan in a whole week. I'm just like, that's my tolerable limit. And the rest of the time, I just want to be more open and free and not feel like it, everything is go, go, go. Yeah. And one of the things too, I suggest to people, because, you know, if you have, if you're a person who works, you know, during the week and you have your weekends as sort of your only like full free days, why do grocery shopping and laundry then? Mm. Like, do laundry on a Tuesday night, right? Go to the Costco after work before you get home. So that, that weekend is just that self-care enjoyment, sitting around doing nothing, staring into space, whatever it is, because 
then people get their days off. It becomes again, a burnout kind of uh, operation with, yeah. you know, and I'm just like, wow, if you just took that extra, because really like how long does it take to go to the grocery store? You know, not really that long, but why leave it for a Saturday and Sunday if that's all you got? So if you're out there and you're working 95, you know, think about that. Think about how you can adjust some of these um, errands, you know, possibly, mm-hmm. or maybe if you can afford it, get the stuff delivered from, you know, Amazon Whole Foods or whatever that is. Uh, before your weekend so that those days can be open and you can relax and chill and uh, rest, you know? For sure. And another new habit that I've started to implement because I found over the past few months, I've been getting a little bit overwhelmed around dinner time. And so because you're talking about groceries and grocery delivery, I've really started to get into meal planning in order to like offload the night to night overwhelm of figuring out what are we going to eat? Now do I have to go grocery shopping? Now I have to cook the thing. Um, And so, yeah, it's like just designing your life, like you said, Elle, um, in in such a way that's going to mitigate stress and overwhelm is so, so important. So we've had Chris Kresser on the show several times. He is really just a renowned functional medicine expert. Um, He then created the Kresser Institute. Uh, what was that like? Or tell us what, when did you finally, when she sort of fixed your burnout a little bit where you're like, wow, this is so amazing. And I need to go learn more about this. Like what mm-hmm. was the inspiration to go actually into this very intensive program? Yeah. I'm so happy you asked about that. Um, I, you know, I don't think I necessarily saw the connection between burnout and getting into health coaching. Um, I think my connection to wanting to become a health coach started when I was really young and, you know, went to school for kinesiology, did my master's in exercise sciences. I had written a um, application letter to, for, to get into grad school and without even knowing that health coaching was a thing, this was like 14 years ago or maybe 10 years ago, without even knowing health coaching was a thing, I said, I want to be like a health consultant. I want to help people with their health and wellness and I want to help them get better. And so fast forward, you know, after all these other things I took on, this inner voice was just whispering and whispering and then kind of shouting at me, like, you need to get back to that thing you want, that thing where you're helping people in a health and wellness capacity. And then um, I, I learned about health coaching, got into the Cresser Institute, the ADAPT Health Coaching Program. And When I was inside that program, I realized that I can sort of turn my mess into my message. Like I've gone through burnout and this could be something that I I can really help people with while using my health coaching skill set as a tool to help people move through burnout. And so um, it was a fantastic program, so comprehensive. Um, It touched on so many of the nutritional components that I started to learn about while I was going through my own healing and it expanded on so much of that. And so, um, really, really glad I made that decision. Um, it's a really helpful tool to help others. So tell us about, uh, your coaching and how you help people because you also, uh, don't you have like a group course as well alongside (laughs) private one-on-one? Tell us what you got. How can we benefit from your experience and your expertise in this area so that when we're burnt out, we know who to go to. 
Yeah. Uh, so I do offer one-on-one coaching and I sometimes launch group programs. So a few months ago, I launched a group program called Breaking Through Burnout. And um, I don't have the doors open to enrollment for that yet, but um, I do right now have a free mini course. It's up in my um, Instagram. It's called, <laughs> can I swear? <laughs> It's called Foods That Fuck With Burnout. And so you can check that out um, as a as a really great comprehensive little sort of set a resource that you can look into. Um, so yeah, I I work one-on-one primarily with clients and we figure out what's the vision of your optimal health. What do you want? If if you had this like stress and energy and burnout thing dialed in and it was you know the, it looked the best it possibly could be what would that look like and from there we from that vision we create goals like specific goals that you can work towards within the 3 months or the 6 month container that you're working with me and then there's there's a whole framework that we go through which which helps ensure that you're sort of taking micro steps you're taking these actionable steps and keeping accountable towards working towards these goals. And, you know, maybe that goal is um, I only want to do one social thing per week or, you know, I want to cut out a bunch of things um, and we work together to get you to that point. So, um, or maybe it's, I want to, you know, start meditating X amount of minutes per day or per week. And yeah, we, we, we figure out what that looks like, help you get there. Um, and then, yeah, with the, with the group program, it's a lot more of me kind of, um, teaching the material about nutrition and about stress management and about self-discovery and a lot of like journal prompts and walking you through all of these, um, changes that you can make. And it's kind of like dripped out through video content. And then every week we would meet, um, in a, in a group setting. So, um, like I said, enrollment is not open at this time for that, but it will be soon within the next few months. And we'll put everything in the show notes, but tell us your yes. Instagram handle and also your website. Yes. So um, Instagram handle, Alicia M. Luciani, M as in Marie. And uh, my website is alicialuciani.com. Can you go ahead and spell your full name for us? So? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so A-L-I-C-I-A-L-U-C-I-A-N-I. Dot com. Yep. Great. Tell us, um, what are some of the common objections you hear from people, people you've coached, et cetera, out there who, you know, it's like when you're in that mode of typing, go, 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 it's hard to, I can see some objections or people are like, well, no, but I, and they don't realize that those things are the things that are hurting them. What are some common objections or typical thoughts or things, you know, you hear from people that you'd like to dispel or just, you know, you get what I'm saying? Definitely. Yeah. The, the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, it's this phrase that I've heard called golden handcuffs. And so ah, it's, yes. <laughs> it's people who are, of course, you know what it is, but they are kind of, you know, going through the motions at whatever job they have. And it's just, I guess, where their comfort zone is and, you know, they're making money, there's stability, but there's just no sense of fulfillment. And, you know, there could be mismatches, mismatches in their values with the company, mismatches with fairness or workload, or maybe they're not being rewarded well, or maybe their boss micromanages them, or maybe they don't get along with their coworkers. And so I think a lot of, um, 
I guess from my perspective, I would say in general, like it's important to step away from things that just aren't serving you anymore. I know it could be really hard and I know there's so many logistical factors, like people have to make money, but that would, that would, I guess, be something that I don't know if it would be an objection so much as something that really can be hard for people to step away from in order to, um, in order to really move away from being burned out all the time. Well, you know, uh, I write this, I write about this in my second book about my physical disability, which was brought upon by, uh, overworking my hands and arms in a tech job. Mm -hmm. And I literally had the golden handcuffs cut off my wrist by the universe. It was like, you literally were making it so that you can't do it anymore, (laughs) you know? And so I will say to the audience at some point, you're going to run across the brick wall and it's going to get cut off for you. So you have the opportunity to, to turn around coach with Alicia and deal with the burnout before it actually does it for you in some way that is going to be lifelong detrimental or something. Believe me, nobody wants the situation that happened to me. Um, I didn't even recognize any of it at the time mm-hmm. uh, until suddenly my hands and arms were were screwed up. And so I'm grateful for that. It was the best gift I got, but there was a lot of trials and tribulations and health stuff and healing that have to happen after that. So it's funny because now, uh, even though I have the mind of a fast multitasker, I obviously speak fast. I can do things very quickly. You know, everybody knows that if they ask me to do something, I'll probably get it done in three minutes. You know? <laughs> um, but you know what I've also realized is understanding this cortisol connection, realizing that even when you're, there's so many people that are like, well, I'm not like, I have a lot going on, but like, I'm not stressed. None of it's negative. And you're like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't have to be. And I think Mm. that that's an important distinction. Don't you think it's like, I know, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's, it's, they're doing all of these things, but they're like, well, but I'm happy. And you're like, yeah, but your cortisol's up, your heart Mm. rate's high. I mean, listen, you can just watch a thriller movie and look at your heart rate monitor and it'll, you know, plane crash, forget about it. It's up to 120 beats, like sitting there. You know what I mean? And so all of these things matter. And now that I know that when I start to get into this, like, I'm going to do a million things at once to be efficient. Mm -hmm. I actually stop myself and go, no, 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 you're not. There's no hurry here. Take your time do one at a time because I know what it's doing inside. Even though my mind is not upset about it, I'm Mm. not depressed about it. I'm not, do you get what I'm saying? And that's a a thing I hear often. I feel like you've probably heard that too. (laughs) Like, Oh, I'm stressed. Like I'm not stressed, but it's all, it's all good stuff. And you're like, yeah, but you're running yourself into the ground and you don't know it. Yeah. And this is what I notice. It's, there's almost a connection you know, between, or there's definitely a connection between like high achievers and overachievers and people pleasers. And I think people who are just really competent and organized and sort of are capable of taking on a lot of things and knocking things off. And so they get involved in like this committee and like this volunteer role and they've got their family and they've got their friends and all of the things as individual items to your point, Al are great. Yay. I'm volunteering and I'm like running this awesome thing, but like you put it all together. And like you said, like you're, you're, you're on overdrive, your nervous system without maybe even noticing is, is on overdrive and your cortisol levels are high. And, you know, knowing that having that awareness of what it's doing to you, even when it's not, it doesn't feel like it's like mentally affecting you. Um, that's a really great thing. 
Yeah, but it's totally affecting you physically. So if you're out yes. there and you think that you're doing hundred million things and it has nothing, it's not affecting your health in some way because somehow you're not upset about any of those things, <laughs> take a second look because it could lead to some major burnout. And um, what, yeah. are some other, what are some other things you'd like to leave our audience with or some thoughts or things you've heard out of people's mouths regarding these types of schedules? I mean, I think the golden handcuffs is really good. I also think too, people, we... It, it, the people pleasing thing. You mentioned that that's really important because you end up saying yes to a lot of things and then later you resent it, but that's on you girl. That's on you guy. You know, it's on you. And, um, then you find yourself in that situation where you're helping everyone else with their stuff because you're either rescuing people, saving everyone. Part of that can be enabling, right? Because you're like, Oh, I got it. Let me just do that. I'm better at that versus helping someone learn about it or teaching someone to do in themselves. And then you end up really doing everything for anyone else and you have very little time for yourself. For sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I, there's a term that came to mind, which is human giver syndrome, which happens to, um, happens to be something that uh, a quality that a lot of people who burn out have, where they're just human givers. They just give, 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 Oh, you need me. Oh, you want this from me. Okay. I'll do it all. I'll take it all on without, you know, filling my own cup first or putting on my oxygen mask first. And I guess one of the additional things I will add is burnout comes on so gradually. um, It, you don't just normally, you don't just wake up one day and realize you're burnt out. And I think that's why some of the things we've touched on is so important is that even if you feel like you're doing a bunch of like great things, your body is slowly getting so worn down. And then eventually, you know, you don't want to get into that pit of burnout. You want to kind of buffer against it. It's really important to buffer against burnout with a lot of like replenishing behaviors and um, stress management tools. And I find that I kind of have this thermostat um, or like this antenna and it's always kind of, paying attention. It's always listening. Like, how are you feeling? Are you, are you stressed right now? Do you, um, are you, are you pushing too much right now? Um, and then if I do feel like I'm getting a little bit overwhelmed or dabbling into that, maybe burnout zone, I'll start to, um, kind of go to my toolbox of burnout mitigating tools or burnout buffering tools and start to lean on those things, bring more of them into into my life in order to find balance again. Because what often happens with burnout is like once you're actually in the depths of it, it's it's hard to crawl out. It's it's totally possible to, but it's much harder, much easier to just buffer against it on a daily basis. I like that approach. And like you said, yeah, it is gradual. It's not like just one day, you know, you start mm-hmm. to slowly edge there and then it's kind of too late once you're there and now you mm-hmm. have to do the recoup. So everybody, if you're burnt out and you need to get your health turned around, Alicia is your lady. She's going to take <laughs> you through all of the, I mean, and honestly, uh, Chris Kresser's program is incredible and extensive and people that come out of there really know what they're talking about when it comes to nutrition and optimizing nutrients and everything else that you need, but including this mindset piece, including the stress management piece and everything else that you offer people is so important. You can sit there and talk about macros with someone or talk about their food. And that does nothing if the other parts aren't there. That is one thing we all can do for ourselves, right? We are in control of what we put into our mouth. But other than that, 
these other things are, are not a joke. And, you know, my doctor often talks about stress management with people. And it's the last thing anyone wants to hear, right? They're like, oh, no, yeah, okay, just give me the food and I'll figure it out that way. These things are all synergistic. They go together. They have to all be adopted. So this is the one-stop shop with Alicia and mm. go visit her Instagram, go visit her website and reach out if you feel like you might be edging towards burnout or you might feel you're already there. Or even if you're feeling like you might be at risk for it, mm-hmm. like you said, you can buffer it before it happens. Uh, what else, uh, anything else you'd like to leave with our audience before we go on this topic or anything that's come up, uh, while we've been chatting that you want to share? Yeah, I guess the last thing that's coming up that I want to make sure I touch on is just, you know, one of the core pillars that I dive into when I work with clients on burnout is this self-discovery piece. And I, you know, I think the nutrition and the stress management and mindset is, are so important and are foundational, but when it comes to self-discovery, I think not a lot of people, um, think about this piece when they think about burnout and, I like to ask questions that are related to your sense of self-worth and your identity. Like what has made you take on this many things? What has led to, you know, you doing a million things and, you know, thinking about thinking that that is um, what you need to do in order to be successful or in order to be productive? Like what's at the core of that? And for me, you know, I, I was reading so much Brene Brown. I was listening to a lot of Oprah and kind of like tapping into that spirituality in order to get to know myself a little bit better. Like how is my perfectionism and my insecurities and my lack of worth leading to this point where I'm taking on so much in order to like impress people um, and then just kind of unraveling all that. And so, um, yeah, I really love to tap into that piece as well. And what I call that in my program is um, like, who am I? That's sort of the name of the module. Who am I? What are my strengths? What are my values? Um, What really lights me up? Um, How could I invite less perfectionism into my life? Am I bringing joy into my daily life? What gives me my best energy? Really getting to know yourself like that so that the cycle of burnout doesn't continue throughout life. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, it's uh, very akin to someone who's, let's say, an AA or, or an alcoholic or a drug addict. And you can perhaps get to the point where you've taken away the substance, right? You've taken away the thing. But if you don't address why you did those things in excess to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. right? You don't dig back. Yeah. Um, so that's really important that that's part of what you do. Uh, yeah. And I think that that's really important. Like, who am I? And what are the things that brought me here? You know, there's a lot of good questions, right? That you mm-hmm. ask uh, your clients that are around this topic. And that to me is no more beneficial. Like there's no, uh, than the health than the food, like it's all equal to me, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. I'm so glad you got over your burnout, but also too wonderful that your test, you know, became a testimony and that you were so inspired to help others with this because it doesn't have to take that long. It's not that complicated, but you just need a guide and a coach like Alicia to kind of take you through it to get you out of it or to prevent you from being there. And I think that if you're listening to this and you're fearful that you might be headed in that direction, don't hesitate because you do not want to get there <laughs> if you yeah. haven't gone there already, right? Yeah. Thank you so much, Al, for creating this space where we could have this important conversation. I, I really hope it connects with some people and resonates with some people. And I'm so happy to hear from um, any of your listeners who want to talk about burnout. Just have a have a chat about it, see how things are going. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And we will see everyone next week. Thanks. Bye. Primal Blueprint listeners don't compromise on pantry classics. Whether you're going keto, paleo, in the middle of a whole 30-month, or adding to your Primal-approved arsenal, Primal Kitchen has a full range of mayo, ketchup, dressings, and oils that add flavor and variety to any meal without ever compromising on ingredient quality. From avocado oil-based mayos bursting with flavors like kicky chipotle lime, creamy classic, zesty garlic aioli, or savory pesto, to unsweetened ketchups and organic mustards, there's a condiment to complement every taste bud. Be sure to stock up on Primal Kitchen avocado oil, extra virgin olive oil, and new balsamic vinegar of Modena to add ease and great flavor to any dish, whether you're grilling, baking, broiling, braising, sauteing, or stir-frying. Primal Blueprint listeners can get their favorites 20% off when they use the code PRIMALBLUEPRINT at checkout.